Sophisticated Ignorance episode 72, I believe. I'm back. Um, I took a minute. I don't, you know, here's the funny thing about recording. <clears throat> the funny thing is that I, I sometimes I take these breaks and I don't mean to take breaks. I genuinely don't mean to take breaks, but I'm just living life, man. You know, like I'm in a good space mentally, physically, I can be a little bit healthier. I'm gonna start working out again. Uh, I messed up my shoulder, but I'm not probably, I'm probably not gonna let that hinder me. If it still hinders me and still causes pain and problems and stuff, I will go see a doctor. But other than that, I really don't feel it's necessary to go see one at the particular moment. But anyways, I just feel so good, you know? And it's a weird feeling because, you know, you look on social media and you see your peers might not be in the best position and or just anybody, period. And you just wonder, like, how come they're not in a good position, you know? And then you realize that not everybody is the same as you. Um, so I just think it's very important that you know I keep that in mind for myself because I keep thinking like, man, life is too good at the particular moment for me and how come it's not good for other people at this moment? But everybody goes through a lot of um, heartaches and headaches and trauma and all that stuff. And I try to keep that all away from me. Because um, no matter how you look at it, you know, having a headache, having a heartache, it's somewhat of a negative connotation. Even though it's not, even though it's just a natural progression of human beings in life, I try to keep all that stuff away because I know what that can lead into. Energy attracts energy. You know what I'm saying? And people are going to be like, well, misery, you're, my misery doesn't love your company, so I get that. But opposites attract. So misery does love company. And no matter, misery doesn't care if it's good or bad. It's just they need someone to be around there so that they can go through it, their own problems and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, everybody needs someone to go that they can go to and talk to and stuff like that. But man, I just I just love life, man. I just love life, and I, and I love life so much that I'm not paying attention to it. I um, I talked about that last episode where it's good not to care. It's really it's it's healthy not to care about certain things. You know, we worry ourselves about a million other things that are out of our control already and then to add on more worry and a bunch of other BS that's not necessary is just unhealthy for us. So I just think it's very important that we don't care about certain things. And um, yeah, but like I said, I feel like I could be healthier um, physically, emotionally, I'm great, mentally, I'm phenomenal. I took a break. That's for taking a break. I took a break because life happened, you know? And I feel like a lot of the times we don't account for life just happening. You know, we always make excuses on why we can do this or why I didn't do this or why I didn't do that. But arguably, the biggest and best excuse that you can use is life happened, you know? Why didn't you do this assignment? Life happened. Like, why didn't you clean up your room? Life happened. Like, life happened. Like, there were certain things in my in this in my life at this particular moment that happened. Now, and and you and you have the right to not share uh, specifics. I think that's very important. People always want a clear cut answer. I used to be a guy who always wanted the detail. 
you know, I always wanted every little minutia, minute detail so I, I could understand the story better and the concepts better. But sometimes the best things are left up to interpretation, you know. Um, so I stopped asking for every little uh, specific detail. I feel like that doesn't help me out in the long run. Um, so I just stopped. I remember one time, me and my homeboy, uh, we were talking at work. We used to work together. The homeboy is O'Shea. I can say that. Um, so, so O'Shea was talking to me how, went over to the girl's house. This is a while back. This is like two years ago. Um, he lived up with this girl, and they had sex. But I wanted to know more about the story. Like, I was like, well, like, you know, just more in detail about what happened in the bedroom. But then I realized, now that I'm older, and I just said that statement, and how I don't really act, like, I don't really ask those type of questions no more because it's not really meant for me. Like, whatever, whatever happens, happens, and then, like, that's your guys' business. And I'm so big on not caring so much, which is a good thing. I was, like, I was so nosy for no apparent reason. Like, it's none of my business, you know what I'm saying? And he kind of gave me a tone, like, yo, it's none of your business. Without saying it. Um, which I appreciated at that time because I was like, maybe I need to step back. And even when um, I'm talking to my uh, friend I haven't talked to in a long time, I'm asking her questions and stuff, but I felt like I was interrogating, you know. She's like, I'll figure it out. I was like, so don't have no hobbies, pastimes, whatever the case may be. And she was just like, I'll figure it out. She kept saying, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I'm like, all right, Diaz, stop sounding like the goddamn police and just let them figure it out at this point in time in the game. Because me asking it won't change the situation. Um, so I got to just remind myself to keep taking those steps back. It's good to inquire and to be, you know, worried about your friends and stuff like that. But also, at the end of the day, it's good not to care. And that can go from total strangers to your friends. Um, it's healthy. It's healthy not to care. But that's just crazy. Man. That's crazy how I used to really interrogate people. I still do. I ask the right questions now to get the best answer that, you know, that they'll get. Because I know people are very secretive about certain stuff. And I tell people, I used to be an open book. I'm not so much anymore um, because you, you can use that open bookness against me and there's power in words and there's intent with action. So I just try not to give people all of me. If you want to know, come find out from the source. Like Drake said, forget all that word of mouth. Come and find it from the source. Because you'll never get it wrong. If you ask me what's going on, you, you won't miss. You will hear the right words because it came from me. You hear from someone else, third-party source. No, you just do the grapevine. I don't play that. I don't play that game. I don't play that game. I don't play that game. Um, speaking of who's not playing any, any games this summer, um, I don't know her name. I think her name's like Shikari or maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know. But Shikari Richardson Richards. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Um, you know what's funny, dude? Oh, first of all, um, you guys should exfoliate. Yeah, Shakari Richardson, that's her name. Okay, so before I get into that, you guys should exfoliate. Um, exfoliate your skin. Your skin, your face and your skin. I'm going to start exfoliating my face better. Getting better products, getting the more expensive products. Also, I'm going to start exfoliating my body. I've been doing that, but... I want to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see guys like Pharrell and Tyler, the Creator, and Kid Cudi, you're like, damn, their skin is... Maybe not Kid Cudi as much, but Tyler, the Creator, has great skin. 
Great skin. Because most dudes don't know how to take care of their skin. Because it's not like... Here's another thing, too. I just got done listening to Tyler Creator's album. It's a great album. Um, people think he's just weird. I think he's himself, which can be a little odd or strange or whatever, but he's just him. And um, people used to think he was gay. Now when, I, now, when I listened to the album, I didn't get that. Um, even if he was gay, that's fine. Like, who cares? You know, and I think it's okay to be more feminine now if you're a male. If you're a male. If you, if you identify as one. Um, I think you should be able to be as feminine as you want to be. I feel like there's too many insecure and naive and ignorant guys out there that don't, that think that, that don't know and think that just because you wear, um, just because you wear like pink or whatever, like, you know, just elementary school thought process of like, oh, you're more feminine than me, so that means you must be gay. But the funny thing is, no one questioned Prince's sexuality or Michael Jackson's sexuality. Because last time I checked, when those men were still uh, kicking up dust, they were getting any girl they want. And Prince was 5'3 and wore lipstick and lace and heels and getting any girl you want. That's your girlfriend? She's coming with me tonight. And I'm having an eight song or whatever, you know. I'm having, I'm not going to say that word on here. Starts with an O, ends with a Y. Um, I feel like that word is just like, it's like the C word. Starts with a C, ends with a T. Not gonna say it. But, you know, Prince, man. Michael Jackson wore the tightest clothes. What are you just gonna do it? Kurt Cobain. So on and so forth. Like, the list goes on and on. Like, women have better style than men always. They will always have better style than men. And I feel like a lot of people pull, especially if you're a darker uh, skin tone, you should want to wear yellows, the pinks, the purples. You should want to wear those type of colors because that offsets, that um, goes well with your complexion. If you wear dark, I always wear, used to wear black and just like red and blue, but like those aren't like really deep colors. Those are deep colors, but they're not, um, not as vibrant. Um, not saying I want to walk around like a neon light, but I want you to see my skin, you know what I'm saying? I want you to see my complexion and stuff like that. So I think purple, pink, gray even works well on darker skin tones. Um, and the lighter your skin tone is, the darker the colors are. It's all a contrast, and they all supposed to go together. That's how I think. Um, I like print. I'm starting to get into print more often. Usually I'm not. But the thing is, like, I'll wear a cardigan. I'll wear a sweater. I'll print though. I'm not. My pants will never be print. I think there's a certain line that I'm just not gonna cross, and my pants will not be. The pants or whatever. I'm more of a. Uh, I was talking to my friend when we were out eating lunch, and she was trying to figure out. I was she trying to develop her style, and I was like, you kind of need to like. You kind of need. I not. I didn't say this to her, but I thought in my head like you kind of gotta bite off somebody, you know, to in order to find out what you like and what you don't like. Um, because everybody has a distinct style. That's just who you are as a person. But if you don't know how to dress, then that's something totally different. And um, style is how you feel on a day-to-day. -day. You know what I'm saying? Some days you have to wear a uniform for work. Some days you don't have to. Most of the time, I like to be in sweats and stuff like that. Um, 
So my thing, my biggest thing probably be coming up in like August, September is getting like different color, um, different color sweatsuits. And wearing different hats and stuff like that. I mean, even though I'm growing my hair out, I still want to explore the, the different type of hats and just different style. I like funky stuff, man. You know, I was watching a lot of The Conjuring and um, a lot of The Conjuring. That's the whole universe was like set in the 70s and somewhat in the 80s. And it was set from the 50s to the 80s, right? Um, the new movie came out in the 80s. Well, the timeline was in the 80s. But anyway, it's funny because a lot of people... Like, that was their thing back then. Like, everybody was wearing that type of stuff. They had the afro, they had the flare pants. And people are bringing it back, but they're doing it in a weird way. You know, I don't, I don't like the way they're doing it. Because white people don't, white, white culture, white culture is non, it's non-existent. There is no such a thing as white culture. Um, so they have to get the influence from something. And I don't understand why people are upset at that fact that they get it from black culture. Like, it's okay. Like, they don't have a culture. They, they don't have a culture, right? And they never will. So they acknowledge the fact that they don't have one and that they're gonna just try to copy. And they're gonna twist it up and make it their own variation and call it theirs. That's fine. But they know who the originator is. They're just not gonna say it all the time, you know? It's like taking a dead horse. You're just gonna keep saying, yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best. Okay, yeah, we know you're the best, but just stop saying, you know, they're not gonna always say that all the time, even though they kind of should give us our props. That's another conversation for another day. I do believe um, they bring it back in a weird way in the sense of people think dirty Air Forces is cool. Is cool. Dirty Air Forces and dirty Vans, any dirty shoe is not cool to me. I don't, I don't care. I have three pairs of Air Forces. I'm about to get a fourth pair because, well, one of them is not dirty. Two pairs are dirty. The other pair I haven't even worn yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't like dirty anything. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's a distinct style that has came with the pants or the sweats. Like ripped jeans, for example. I will wear a pair of ripped jeans, and I will rock a pair of ripped jeans. What I won't do is wear my jeans until they have a hole in them. Because what am I doing on my knees? And what, Pause. And also, why are there rips in them? You know what I'm saying? If you have, Just buy the pants. There's pants that are cut that way, that are tailored that way to have the ripped jean in them. Or I would even mess around and cut my own pants and rip my own jeans, you know, stuff like that. I would do something like that. I would just never wear my pants to that extent. And I feel like they're like that with Air Forces. They do, they wear their Air Forces into the ground. And if they put on the flare pants and the nice sweater and stuff, like, okay, that's hard, but your shoes is what's throwing it off for me because I'm a shoe guy and I'm a hoodie guy. So if your shoes are not on point and your hoodie game is kind of so-so, Fan, what are we talking about? Now, my, my hoodie game is so soft, but if you check upstairs in my room, I got a whole bunch of vans and stuff that kind of go with the hoodies I got. And I got Pumas, and I got Air Forces, I got Nikes, I got uh, New Balance, I got Yeezy. Like, com- like it's, starting, it's starting to get versatile in, in my closet. It used to just be Jordans or Nikes. I, the order I got, I realized this is not as stylish as everybody made it seem. Yeezys, Yeezys are more... Fashion friendly than Jordans are. That's then that's a fact. I don't think any like Converse are more fashion friendly than Jordans. You know Nikes like I just I'm just not into the hood rich anymore. You know hood rich stuff is like having all the Jordans, having all all the Air Forces. I mean Air Forces are cool. I love Air Forces, but 
probably my favorite shoe. Like, if I ever had a go-to shoe, I would be just going out to run errands or going out with some friends, going to Air Forces. Because it's the safest shoe that you could wear. Or Yeezys, but, um... Or Jordans, but... Even Vans. Any shoe's safe if you just have a neutral color in the shoe. But, um... Yeah, I just think that... It's all about style and taste. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, Tyler, the creator, then he went to the stylist and that. But anyway, yeah, so I just think... Album's great. Tyler Creator is great. Great. Oh my goodness. Great. But, um, I didn't even know he was dropping this. Like, seen it on his Twitter. He was like, oh yeah, call me if you get lost coming out on the 25th. They're like, what? 25th? I was scared to listen to it because I just didn't know. You know, I listen to like a lot of older, I listen to like a lot of Tyler stuff, like his older stuff, which I love, but. When he came out with this, um, I like Will Shire a lot. That's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I like the whole album. It, the features didn't have a lot of features, but you heard his musical genius. And he can still, and he can rap. Like, a lot of the people got it confused when he making this pop stuff. I'm like, no, he can still talk that talk. Don't forget, he was a rapper. Like, he still rapped. In his first album, he rapped. It was just his own... Alternative rap. That's what. That's what. That's what exactly what he falls into. Like the alternative rap. This album's more hip hop and rap. But what he is at his core, which is a beautiful thing, if I had, if I had to classify his music, which is hard to be to do that, because he gets so many different pockets and stuff like that. He's now in that category of like Drake, Kanye, Hove, so on. No, Hove's more of a rapper. Kid Cudi. Artist, like you're an artist now. Like you're not even Drake wants to be a rapper so bad, but Drake's more of an artist than a rapper. It's different pockets that you hit. It's just ridiculous. Drake can go over here and have a Jamaican accent, Jamaican, uh, Jamaican Canadian, Canadian, Canada, Canada mixed with Jamaican accent. Then he can come over here and do British or Patois, British that British accent, and then. All of a sudden, he's American. He can rap for real. Like, you know, it's just so many different pockets that he can just hit. And singing, the chick joints, R&B, Drake's great. Kanye, producer. I don't even have to get into, I don't even have to get into Kanye. Like, Kanye's solidified. Kid Cudi. Just the melodies, the humming, the different type of topics he talks about, he discusses his own distinct style. Whatever, like, you know, and Pharrell's like that same way. Also... Tyler the Creator is like under that umbrella of like the Neptune and stuff. He falls right under there. Which um, is a beautiful thing to say, this, to see and say, you know? And I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of music, so I like when there's good music, good melodies, beats, all that stuff. Shout out to Tyler the Creator. The reason why I like Wilshire is because it sounds like something that, a, like a person that was trying to um, start their career, that's what they would do. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear the pronunciation with the P's, and it's nice. It's not really mastered. It's just it's just great. So, shout out to Tyler the Creator, man. He put out a hell of a project. I like it. I downloaded it on my phone. This gets replay value for sure. It's in my car. Um, it, that's getting played in the car for sure. But um, yeah. So back to Shikari Richardson. Um, I know I'm a little late on the news, but I wanted to just really just dissect it because a lot of people aren't getting the point of this international thing. 
Um, they're saying a lot of valid points. A lot of valid points. And Dwayne Wade said, these guys probably smoke weed or invest in these companies and these dispensaries and stuff. Okay, great point. But am I competing? I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm playing devil's advocate. Honestly, I don't care if she runs or not. I really don't care. Like, oh, you're not supporting the black women. What are we talking about now? I've seen that a lot sometimes. I've seen that sometimes. You know, the more times I see it, the some, like, I'm just like, what are we talking about? Like, sometimes I would see stuff like that where, like, you're not supporting the black woman. Or whatever. They, she broke a rule. That's the first. Let's just start off with that. You broke a rule. You can't break a rule and expect a person who... I'm not a stickler of rules. I live a life that's just like, I don't care. If it happens, it happens. Also, it is what it is. That's how I live my life. It, also, it is what it is. And if it happens, it happens. But I will say this about this whole ordeal. You cannot knowingly break a rule and expect to still compete. <laughs> What? That's why she took them 30 days. That's why she didn't refute the 30 days or whatever the case may be. But if she knew her piss was hot, why did you continue to run still? Because even if she qualified, she still couldn't have ran. And I don't, and people are like, her, oh, she said this, her biological mother died, which is fine. It's not fine that she died. It's just, you know, circumstances and that's just life. Like I said earlier, that's life. What happened? Life happened. My mom died. I wanted to cope with my pain, so I smoked some weed. That's happened. That's life. That's literally life. That's what I mean by that. Like, oh, that's just life. That's just the way it is. That's how I live my life. You know. So I agree with that. You can cope with however you, however you cope, as long as you're not hurting yourself physically. Um, as far as like taking opioids and stuff like that, as long as you don't do stuff like that, then by all means, you want to smoke and don't drink yourself to death. But if you want to smoke, go ahead. Be my guest. I'm here for it. I'm an advocate. But you can't expect to still compete and you break the rule. You know what I'm saying? You think body, not body, but bad example. You think MLB players who take PEDs, for those of you, uh, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know what PEDs are, performance enhancing drugs. For those, of, so when the MLB takes, when MLB players take PEDs. You think people are still saying, oh, let them compete, let them compete. Like, no. You taking performance enhancing drugs to help your eye, your hand-eye coordination or whatever the case may be? No, you're taking a steroid. No, banned. Not banned, but you're suspended for the season. You're getting Aaron, you're getting Alex, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You're getting uh, Alex Rodriguez right now. That's what you're getting. You know? So I don't agree with her running. She shouldn't run. You broke the rule. It's, you face the world. You know, people are like, let her run, let her run, let her run. I'm like, no. <laughs> the rules are rules. The rules are also in place for other companies. Other companies. This is a company. The Olympics is a company. Also, it is international. That's one. So when you have an international body, inter international governed sports body at that, sports entity, whatever you want to call it, sports game. When you have these things going on, internationally speaking, what makes you think that you're able to compete? These rules were agreed upon by multiple countries. And you knew this going in. First of all, you're an athlete. 
So they're pissing you, they're piss testing you for everything under the sun, whether it be the track, your uh, NCAA track and field championships during that whole stuff, world championships. They're testing you for everything. They're not they're not taking no chances. Even when you qualify, even when you're running in these events to even get to that point in the championships, national championships, they're still testing you. They're still testing you. So I get it. Life happens. That's fine. That's a good reason why you can smoke. Or life happens. You can account. She couldn't take into account that her mother was going to pass early. She couldn't take into account that she was going to smoke. Right? These things are not planned out. It's, it just happens, and then you just go. Right? You go with the, not go with the flow. You kind of go with the flow. But I hate saying that because a lot of people out here are sheep, and they go with the flow. But in this particular instance, you're going with the flow. Life is all about pretty much going with the flow. But if you can control something, you can control it. I suggest you do control it. But... The problem is I have, the problem is I have, the problem I have with uh, this whole deal is that the, the nonsensical like explanations, like it's a performance downer, so we gotta better compete. <sighs> no. The answer is no. And the Olympics are like, that whole, that board of directors is like, we don't give a damn if she pissed hot. She pissed hot? That's okay. Sorry, her biological mother died. I don't know why people think that's going to get sympathy. When you put money involved in anything, now it's about business, and business does not involve emotions or empathy or sympathy. It just evolves about money. Can you do this or not? If you can't do this, I'm going to find someone else who can. So if you pissed hot, somebody else will replace you, period. That's how they looked at that, which sucks. But that's how the Olympic board of directors looked at it. Now that we got that out the way, the second thing that I didn't like was you broke the rule and you knowingly broke the rule. And you are the elite of the elite, the cream of the crop, physically. Mentally, you're not there. Not, not even to bash or anything, you're not there. I've lost people. I've lost two people that I, that I grew up with, that I was close to, that held to my... That was my second thing. You broke a rule knowingly, and um, I... As a as an athlete, former athlete, I never did anything to put myself in jeopardy. It's even in life, I would never put my I would never I would never do anything to put myself in jeopardy. So I don't like that aspect of it. You knowingly did it, and you didn't think about the repercussions that could come with it. You knew that you were going to piss hot, and you still decided to do this. That's a life decision. But now you're trying to compete and be an Olympian and win gold medals and championships and you and go down as a great, this is not great behavior. And prime example, not to compare apples to oranges, but this is a whole different, I mean, but we can compare, we can go big or big with this one. Michael Jordan's dad died. I don't know when his dad died. I'm going to probably say a week before. I'll just, to keep it safe, a week before. Maybe even a few months before. I don't know. His dad died. He won the championship. On Father's Day. But his dad not here. Michael Jordan did not say, let me light a blunt. That's all I gotta say. What was the third reason why? No, third reason why. You could have blew your opportunity. I'm very big on windows. Everybody has the same opportunity, but the window is short. So I don't wanna hear black people say, oh, we have the same opportunities. I'm like, we have the same opportunities as these guys do. It's the window. It's so small. 
the margin for error is very little for black people. So when you do these sad things, like I said, and I'm here, I, I support her. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I want people to see both sides of this coin. If I had to pick a side, I'm on her side because life happens, and who gives a damn? You got another four years to run, and you're 21 years old. You're beautiful. You got all your teeth. You graduated college, I'm assuming. You're one of the fastest women. You're probably the fastest woman on this planet Earth. All your money. You got all your money in the world. Endorsement. People love you. People sympathize with you and empathize with you. I do. But I'm playing devil's advocate, so let's play. Let's keep playing. Let's keep playing along, shall we? So you do these things, and um, you just. It hurts my heart because this could, it could actually happen. Like, 20, 20, 21 years old, you're the fastest woman in the world. I'm dubbing you that. I don't, you know, I don't know anybody faster. Because if somebody was faster, they were talking about the fastest woman in the world. In the world, they're talking about you. So you're the fastest woman in the world, or at least in this country. Fastest woman in the United States. Then, this happens. So then, okay, I'm going to compete in the Olympics when I'm 25, four years later. You are somebody who might be faster than that. Somebody might be faster than you. And that's a terrible... You might not even want to win in the Olympics. And that, that one time that you were feeling it, when you were young, you're not feeling it now. Because you're like, I'm good, I got money, I can win national championships, I don't really care about being an Olympian. You know what I'm saying? It comes around every four years, who wants to wait that long to get another gold medal? So on and so forth, right? So I just think that, man, it just hurts my heart. It hurts my heart that her mother died. It hurts my heart that... She missed this opportunity due to some BS rule, um, which doesn't have an effect on the, af the athlete's performance other than it will down your, down your performance. And she probably smoked it that week of the trial or the day of or whatever, the, not the day of, but the day before, or whatever the case may be. She probably did that before. Um, so it just sucks, man. It just sucks. And, and I don't think she will participate in the relay. I don't think she wants to. You know, that's not her really her event. Her event was the 100 meter. I'm pretty sure she went up to 200 meter too. Wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her as being a sprinter. But the relay, I don't think she really cares about. I mean, she probably cares about the relay because she's probably on the team. But I don't think she's really that like, worried about that. You know, my prayers go to her and her family. Like I said, it might sound like I was bragging and getting on her head, but no, I support black women. Um, obviously, especially in the times like this, you, you gotta, you know, everybody wants to be super, super strong, but sometimes you can only be as strong as your will, and your will will break every now and then, and, um, so I appreciate, I appreciate her telling her story, a lot of us really do go through stuff like that, um, daily, you know what I'm saying, so, and, and this is something that she'll never forget, you know, obviously her parent passing away, biological parent at that it's something that you gotta just live with man you know somebody told me you don't no just Joe Budden I don't know if I've ever said this on here but you don't get rid of your demons you're gonna live with it you know and I think that's very telling and like your skeletons you gotta just they're, they're there you know and I just think that um, you gotta just live with them but it's hard to live with your skeletons because you don't want you don't want them there, and you gotta see, you know. Sometimes it might be a different one creeping out the closet, um, you know. 
this shit's tough. That's all I gotta say. It's tough. It's tough. I know what it feels like to lose people close to you. Um, I know what it feels like. Just I know what it feels like. And this is what it feels like. Anyways, um, instant gratification. I'll talk about this before I let y'all go. Instant gratification is a very um, funny thing. I'll say it's funny because it is actually funny. But instant gratification is something that hinders the success of my peers and the success of other people growing up in this generation. And if you know what I mean, we live in a day and age of, so, of social media and the internet. The internet gives us instant gratification. We can look up something, we can look up a place on our phone. Maybe like, what's the most beautiful place in the country? Obviously, it's biased and opinionative, but you would get some answers that you're looking for. Back then, 80s and stuff, before the 90s, they would have to look in the textbook to see what was a good looking place or whatever the case may be, newspaper, watching on TV, pamphlet, infomercial, whatever, right? It hinders our success and our progress because we just think that it's supposed to happen like that. And it messes up everything, from our business to relationships. It messes up everything. You can look on your phone and see people, these social media relationships, and be like, how come my man or my girl can't be like them? Because they're, first of all, they're not them. And second of all, it's not your life. That's, that You're not living their life. You're living your life. And sometimes things are not like that. And also, you don't know what it took for them to even get to that point in their relationship to be that happy. All about time. The one thing that we don't, everybody talks about practice makes perfect. Practice your craft. Practice your craft. Perfect it, perfect it, perfect it. But the one thing that we cannot perfect, and I think we should all start doing this, my generation, perfecting patience. Practicing patience. That will get you way further than your craft. Because if you could practice the patience, obviously the time will come with your craft. And then once that time will come, the opportunity will present itself and then you'll take the opportunity and you will capitalize on that opportunity. But you do not know when that opportunity will be. You can't trip when it doesn't come right then and there. Hence, the instant gratification is our downfall. You can't complain, you're working hard, and this, that, and the third, my opportunities are not coming. I, my friend Tanya, she posted on her um, social media, and she, going hard, in the paint with her business, shop girly face if you guys haven't. I'm telling her to drop some men's stuff, she's gonna drop some men's stuff, I'm rocking that. Um, so, She's doing, her, she's doing the damn thing with her business, and she posted on social media. She was just like, I'm tired of my business being so small. You know, I want to give up. I want to give in. I'm losing more money than I'm making. I want to quit, but I'm probably not going to quit. This and the third. And people are commenting, oh, girl, you got this, this, that, and the third. In my head, I was like, I would never post this. And now we're two different people, obviously. You want people to, to, you want people to feel your pain, to sympathize with your success, to keep you going, to keep you motivated, right? You're doing this for the service that you do, that people do, whether it be making music, making clothes, podcasting, whatever the case may be, is for the service of people, also for yourself. So, you start the business for yourself. I started the podcast for myself, but when I got more into it and started talking about different topics from sports to sex to women to clothes to whatever, it became more about the people and society and culture, it became about that. Hence why my show is Society and Culture. It became more about that stuff more than about me. 
And um, it's very important to not lose sight of what you're doing in, who you're doing it for, but don't lose sight on why you started doing it. I think that's very important. Um, it's a first person pronoun, it starts, it's, it's I. You do this for yourself. And um, why I'm doing this? Well, I'm doing this for me, one. I'm doing this for other people too, to share their stories, if they want to talk about their stories, or to let people know that you're not alone in whatever path that you're going down in life. But self-doubt will always creep up, no matter what you do in life. You're trying to be a doctor, I don't think I can get through med school. You're trying to be a lawyer, I don't think I can get through law school. You're trying to be a teacher, I don't think I can get through college. I don't think I can, I, I don't think I can do, I don't think. And I'm gonna quote Will Smith, I don't know which movie it's from. He says, he who says he can, and he who says he can't, are both usually right. That stuck with me, like my tattoo, Stuck, it, stuck, it, it stuck with me, it stuck with me, for, and that will always stick with me to the rest of to the day I die. Because you're both right. You can't do it, but you can do it. So you're both right. Now, it's just which one are you going to listen to at this point? You know? So, my message to her, if you're listening, don't give up. First of all, don't post that as my advice as a person who's going through something similar to what you're doing, going through, not just not with clothing. Don't post yourself down. You know? I wouldn't post that I'm self-doubt. Because some people will look at that and be like, I don't believe in her because she keeps down herself. The product's good, just believe in yourself and you practice, practice patience. Practice patience before anything else. You gotta understand that time is a very important thing in a lot of people's lives, in all of our lives, very important. It's way more valuable than money. The most intangible thing is the most valuable thing in life. And that starts with a T, ends with an E, it's time. There are certain things that you can't do in this life that you will never be able to get it back because of the time that was spent doing whatever we, that you were doing. Time is very important. Keep time on your side the best you can. Control what you can control. You can't control everybody else, but you can control your audience, your circle of people, your fans, people that buy your stuff. You can control them to a certain extent. Not in the sense of like, oh, I'm controlling them, you know, like that, but in the sense of, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to accomplish great things. And I believe in you, but you gotta believe in yourself. And like I said, I have self-doubt too. It creeps in my head, but I never put it out. I seen a post about Tyler Perry. He was broke, sleeping in his car, so on and so forth. He has his own movie studio. His own movie studio, like Warner Brothers, like that, he has one in Atlanta. Billion, he's worth billions of dollars. You know what he says? No one cares, work harder. No one cares that I was broke. I worked harder. So my advice to her, and, and, and anybody else that's going out there that's going through this thing of instant gratification, get that out of your head. That would, nothing will, the only thing that would be instant, instantly gratifying, it, it, it's, it's, it will kill you. It kills you. It kills you, and it gives you a false sense of hope. It's like, oh man, I'm doing great. People tell me I'm great, so why isn't it just taken off in Washington State or wherever else? Because it's just not. <laughs> and you gotta just calm down and understand these things, you know? Like I said, practice patience the moment you practice patience, your perfection 
and your craft will come with that. So all you're doing is practicing, you know? And then you'll, be, and then you'll perfect it, and then guess what? You'll master it. And then now you're like, I don't have these problems no more because I believe in myself tenfold. You'll double down on yourself. I suggest you do that now. There was a point in time where I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. I doubled down, and I say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to double down, and I'm going to see where it gets me. That's why it's important to get a degree so you'll have a backup plan, but double down. Now I'm going to school. Now I'm still doing this, even though I've been slacking off a little bit. I apologize for that. I just want to be great, right? And the only way to do that is if you practice patience. Understand that time will come. Understand that the opportunity will present itself. Understand that you cannot be afraid to take said opportunity because of whatever the case may be. You can't say, ethic, that's life. Nope, you can't say that because you might never get that back. Shakari's probably saying, and her team is saying, that's life, you got another four years. What if, what if, that, what if that moment where I caught fire, lightning in a bottle, doesn't happen again? And I just fade away, fade to black. I'll always remember that the person who had an opportunity to go to the Olympics when I was 21, but instead I did this. So my advice, anybody going through this, like I said, practice patience, your mastery, your skill, all that will come. Perfection comes with patience. You know? I'm trying to remember what I said earlier. I'm trying to remember. But I'll say it like this. Every word is meaningful. Every action is made with intent. Think about that. Every word is meaningful. Every action is with intent. But I'll let you guys dwell on that. You guys are the best. You guys are awesome. You guys stay hydrated. Enjoy you guys this summer. Exfoliate your skin, face, and body. And I'll holler at y'all later. Peace and love.